to ask when you need some help because you would I mean I I was surprised sometimes when I would ask someone help like even like hey can you watch your five minutes I need to use the bathroom and just you know like a friend and people love it like you know they want to help and not everybody offers because they usually don't know how to say it or what to offer but if you ask like I'm I, I used to be worried about asking like oh I don't know I don't want to put them out of their way and now I'm like worst case they'll say no yeah. um, but most of the time people just love it and it's it's important to just, you know, get out of your comfort zone sometimes and, and not be afraid to say, hey, help me for, you know, insert whatever you need. If you listen to this and you have a friend who just had a baby, bring them food and offer babysitting. Hi, I'm Leslie Abraham, a pre and postnatal expert, DO and exercise specialist with over 11 years of international experience. I am now the founder of Bonjour Baby, a birth prep and postpartum recovery online program. I help new moms just like you preparing for birth and recover after so that you can be ready for the biggest day of your life, push with confidence and feel like your own self again in your new mom's body. So if you have questions on how to stay healthy during your pregnancy, prepping your body for birth, preventing diastasis recti or the best way to support your postpartum recovery, this podcast is for you. I created this show to give you simple and scientifically proven tips and insights on pregnancy, birth prep, recovery and motherhood, and give you the answers and knowledge you deserve. So if you are currently pregnant, a brand new mom, or a mom of four already, looking for feeling better in your body and more confident in your mom life, you are at the right place. So tune in, grab your favorite cup of tea, settle comfortably, and let's get this episode started. Welcome back to another episode of the Bonjour Baby podcast, brought to you by Bibon, the very first organic and plastic-free skincare brand for children. This episode is sponsored by Mashka, a brand supporting new moms by offering safe and natural postpartum support and breastfeeding boosters and supplements. I absolutely love the lactation powder and I recommend you give them a try to support your recovery but also your milk supply if you're breastfeeding. Click on the link in the show notes and use the code BONJOURBABY, that's B-O-N-J-O-U-R-B-A-B-Y, for a sweet 10% off at checkout. In today's episode, we are very lucky to have an incredible woman and mom with us. Maridane, triathlete, has agreed to come and share her story with us on the podcast. And I'm very excited because Mary was one of my fantastic clients after she gave birth almost one year and a half ago now. Her story is really inspiring and she tells us how she navigated her postpartum life from expectations to reality and how everything was very different from what she was seeing online from other athletes. But I won't say more and I'll let you dive into it. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for coming to the show today. I am so glad you're here and you agreed 
to share your story with our listeners. So as I just explained, uh, so Mary, you're a triathlete. So for those of you who don't know what it is, <laughs> she runs, she cycles, and she swims. <laughs> it is just incredible. So not at the same time, of course, but it is just incredible. But you're also a new mom, and your life has gone through some changes and, and some unexpected changes. Uh, one throughout this this transition right so just so our audience and our listeners know a bit more about you can you explain to us what your routine looked like before your pregnancy um, the type and uh, the frequency of the competitions you are doing of course so first of all hi um thank you very much for having me um Yes, I am all the things you described above. Uh, used to be a, a triathlete, uh, now a triathlete slash mom. Um, I, I'm not a professional. I'm actually pretty slow for <laughs> what I do, but I, um, but I love it. It's um, before, having, before getting pregnant, um, I used to train pretty hard, actually. I started... Um, I started as a swimmer when I was younger, and then I got into running, um, and then it just kind of makes sense to add cycling and, and do a completely different sport. So I started very slow with, you know, my first 10K was maybe 10 years ago, and my first triathlon was maybe nine or 10 years ago, like small triathlon sprints, distances, and I started very, very small, and it, it seemed huge at the time. Um, I, I used to look at those, you know, Olympic and half Ironman people and being like, oh my God, I don't know how they do it. I couldn't do more than a sprint triathlon. Um, and then as you, you know, train more and more, you get to get more addicted, which <laughs> was my case. And I, you know, I grew fonder and fonder of the sport. And um, yeah, keep going, you know, went from a 10k running to a half marathon, and then, you know, finally did my marathon back in 2016, I think, um, and same thing with triathlon, started with, you know, sprint distances, or sprint distances are the, is the smallest distance when you do triathlon, um, and I started, you know, from there, then doing Olympics, and then half Ironman, and got to the peak of my triathlete uh, career with a, a full Ironman in 2017, so that was... Wow. Um, it was, it was a, you know, it's a journey. You don't start <laughs> big, you, at least for me, I started very, very small. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not a fast athlete. I do it for fun. There's, I'm, I'm so far away from all the professionals. It's just, I just enjoy the sport and I, I just, it's, it's great to be able to do it, uh, and compete in it again, compete for fun, but be able to do that, um, or be able, yeah, be able to do that really. Yeah, but it's already uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you don't consider yourself as a professional, I think we can all agree that what you're doing is just incredible. And uh, yeah, and, and man, I mean, you added to that being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another challenge. <laughs> yeah, the training has significantly changed since the pregnancy I mean to give you an idea when I was training for my Ironman my one and only I'm never doing that again but <laughs> but when I was training for it uh, I was doing on average 20 hours a week of training so um, I'm working full-time and um, so I was just you know working and training and thankfully a lot of my friends um, that I've made actually through the journey are also either runners or triathletes or swimmers so I was able to have a social life while training, which was great. 
but it's it's a time commitment for sure it was it you know 20 hours a week is not it's not nothing so it was it was a lot and um that's one of the things that I'm not doing as much anymore as you can imagine because I still have a full-time job and I have a second full-time job at home so (laughs) training has changed now definitely and that's what we are going to talk about Mm -hmm. so um so now we know what you were doing I mean before being a mom which is already absolutely incredible as we said but then you got pregnant right so when was that like two years ago something like that that um yeah my little girl is 17 months right now so got pregnant early 2019. Okay. So um, speaking about your training routine, because you were telling us that you were training 20 hours a week, which is a lot. Um, So how did that change? How did that impact your training routine? And how were you able able to adapt it? And and what kind of challenges did you encounter? So it's interesting because while, um, you know, thinking about that podcast and what we're going to talk about, I kind of looked back and realized that I had started getting ready, mentally ready for it before even getting pregnant. You know, I mean, you, you know, I, we were trying to have a baby and we were talking about it for a few months before. So, I, you know, I knew it was coming um, and I knew obviously my training was going to have to, you know, change, not stop, but change for sure. Um, so it, looking back now at... Um, my, my race schedule and my training, I think I kind of started toning it down by itself, even though I, you know, I was not pregnant, but I started doing other, you know, doing different things. Uh, so it was when I, when I got pregnant, it was just, you know, part of that, of that decrease of uh, intensity in my training and, and also quantity of my training. Um, one of the first question I asked my OB when I first, you know, that first visit when they say, yeah, congrats, you know, you're really <laughs> pregnant um, was, okay, what can I do? You know, can I, can I run? Cause that's probably my favorite thing is running. So that was my first question. Can I run? Um, and I said, yeah, completely. It's completely fine. You can keep doing whatever you want to do. Um, there was a couple uh, things I could not cause um, I got into diving before getting pregnant and they said, now nah, that you probably need to stop diving, but not an option, <laughs> not an option. Um, but everything else was, was good. And, you know, I also did a lot of reading because I, I really wanted to be able to continue doing as much as I could. And so I, I really read everything I could find on pregnancy and exercise. And, and really the, what I found was as long as you don't start training for a marathon when you're pregnant, um, you don't start doing things you were not doing before, then, then it's completely fine to continue. So I was like, okay, I'm going to continue doing what I love, you know, within, within what I can. Um, but very quickly, I realized that pregnancy does impact my body because <laughs> uh, pretty early on in the first trimester, um, I could tell my running was just not the same. I was uh, out of breath faster. I was slower. Um, it was just more of a struggle to run. Like I could, before getting pregnant, I could easily run for an hour just for a regular run. Um, and it was becoming harder, even though there was no, you know, sign of pregnancy. I didn't have a belly yet. I didn't have, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't tell people yet. So I, you know, it was like, why are you so slow all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I know why, but <laughs> so it's interesting to see that it's, you know, it started impacting my body early on, um, mostly with a you know, the way my, uh, my cardio and my, um, my breathing was reacting yeah. to endurance sports. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, 
I like what you're saying because yeah, even though, yeah, it's perfectly fine, you know, to keep going with what you were uh, doing before and, and you can embrace a healthier routine anyways, especially when you do, you know, um, soft exercises, I would say. But in, it's very interesting to notice that your body is beginning to change from the get-go. <laughs> Those adaptations are not, you yeah. know, in the first trimester. It's from the get-go that it is changing. And from the get-go, we need to, you know, accommodate uh, our routine to match what our body can do. So, no, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, and it was, I learned a lot about myself because I thought I was pretty fearless before getting pregnant. And I realized I had a lot more fears than I thought I did. Um, I, for some reason, I was afraid of cycling. Um, mm -hmm. I never had a cycling incident. I never crashed. I'm, I think I'm pretty careful when I, when I bike. Um, but I had this fear that I would fall off my bike mm -hmm. and I would get injured. Um, so I just very quickly stopped biking. I remember the last bike ride I did with my friend that didn't know I was pregnant. And I kept, I was so slow on the downhill and they were like, what are you doing? You're usually the first one. And I'm like, I don't know what I, what's wrong today. And I just, I can't, I can't do it. And that's probably one of the things I regret is I think if I was to get pregnant again, I wouldn't probably not stop. And I would just be confident in the fact that I'm a, a careful cyclist and I, and I can do it. But it's interesting to see some of the fears that are coming that you didn't have before and that are changing the way you do things. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, of course. And as long as you're, you know, careful and you're not, you know, doing downhill on, I don't know, mountains or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no very little risk. So you yeah. should be fine. <laughs> that's for sure. So, okay. So that's interesting to see, but you were still, you know, what time did you stop running? Um, I stopped running I mean, fairly early in my opinion, I thought I could have kept going a little longer. Um, I think I was around maybe five months pregnant. Okay. I was in the middle of my second trimester and um, I stopped because it was just becoming, it wasn't becoming harder. It was actually getting easier. Once I was done with the first trimester, I yeah. think my, my cardio leveled off and I was feeling a little better in terms of my breathing. Um, but it's just, you know, the belly was getting bigger and Um, and that it was just uncomfortable for me to yeah. run and feel my belly moving. And again, the fear I mentioned, like I just had this, this fear that, you know, I was moving too much and, and so on and so forth. So I, I, I toned it down, you know, starting month four, probably I, I slowed my running. And then by month five, I was probably, um, I probably stopped then, yeah. but I decided I was like, okay, I'm not gonna just stop everything. So I, I started swimming a lot more and I started, you know, doing cycling indoors, yeah. which I estimated was safe enough. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just started doing other things at that time. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. So you were able to, you know, keep moving, keep mm -hmm. being active throughout, but, you know, adapting what you were doing and still finding joy in it, I guess, that yes, you were definitely. having the same. Yeah. yeah, it was really important for me to keep doing something that I liked. So um, I was... Um, I started swimming a lot more. I would only swim maybe once, you know, when I'm not training, I don't swim as much, but I would, I would go once or twice a week. And um, I'm lucky enough to live in Los Angeles where the ocean is right there. So mm -hmm. as long as I could fit in my wetsuit, I would do ocean swim. And it was just great. It was just a different way to exercise and, yeah. and to feel good about it. So how many hours are we talking about during your pregnancy per week? Um, Because so, just as a reminder, you were saying, you were mentioning you were doing 20 hours per yeah. week, more or less before. Yeah. So throughout your pregnancy, how did that evolve? 
it was pro- I was probably down to five hours a week, five to six hours a week, depending yeah. on the weeks. Yeah, which is, I mean, super for, you know, pregnant <laughs> women. That's already amazing. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So now let's jump to the uh, postpartum period. Uh, so you had your baby. Emily. Yes. Uh, and so did you have any um, expectations of how you would feel, you know, after giving birth? And what were they? Um, I, I did all the birthing class and I, I, I read a lot because I wanted to know as much as possible about what was going to happen. So I knew it was, you know, I was going to be tired. I was going to have some, you know, probably some pain and some physical limitation for a while. So I kind of expected to not be able to do anything for a little bit after. And I also, I'd read that I would be, you know, tired and, you know, very busy with the baby, which is the fact (laughs) that is what happens. (laughs) So, um, I kind of expected to put my, uh, my athletic life on hold for a little bit. Um, I didn't really know how long, because that's where everything I would read and look at would completely vary from one source to the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, you know, the consensus when you're pregnant and everything before the baby is that, yes, you can keep doing everything. It's safe. And, and you can find, you know, different sources are going to give you the same information that is, you know, it's safe, but postpartum, you can find so many different things every like online, Um, even talking to my doctors, like I would just get different information um, I'm actually from France, as you can, sure, I'm sure you can hear it, <laughs> but, um, I would talk to some of my friends in France that would, you know, their doctor would say nothing for three months postpartum. Mm-hmm. And then I would talk to my doctor here in the U S who would say, Oh, after six weeks, you're fine. You can go running. And I was just like, this is a big difference. <laughs> six weeks and three months, is, you know, it's not the same. So it was really hard to know when I could start again and what I could do when I would start again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the issue. This is where, you know, the issue is here is that we don't get, you know, as much information as we, as we should have. And it's, it's hard to uh, find the right information from the right person. Uh, There is real lack in this postpartum recovery culture here. And, um, and yeah, and this is when we, we met, right? Uh, because I remember you reached out to understand what you could do (laughs) 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 definitely and so we took it step by step but um, so could you share with us how you felt you know at that point uh, before beginning the recovery work that we did together and how things evolved for you uh, throughout that period um so right after the baby was born, I mean, you're, you know, I was, t- I was tired. I was, I was not, you know, you're trying to find a rhythm. So working out was definitely not on my, on my radar for the first, I would say four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty quickly after that, I was, you know, once you start getting your rhythm and getting, you know, maybe more sleep and finding, finding the balance, then really quickly, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something because <laughs> I'm home all day and I'm going crazy. And I, I was not used to not work out for that long and not do anything. I mean, I was on the bike the morning of my labor starting. Like that's, you know, I, wow. I need this. Like, hmm. so that's when I, um, I think that's when I reached out to you the first time when I was pretty early on in postpartum and like, I was like, okay, you know what, what do I need to do to start running again? Mm-hmm. And that's when you told me, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take care of some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it was, it felt like 
it felt like a long journey at that point when I first started to be like, okay, now I'm ready. I want to, you know, when I felt ready, I was like, I want to go. I want to, I want to get back on, I want to get back in my running shoes. I want to get back in the water. I want to get back on the bike. Like I was just, I was just ready. So I felt very impatient. Um, And at first it was a little discouraging to see that, wow, that's going to take a long time to get Mm -hmm. back to where I want to be. And it's interesting because when we started working together, uh, you know, you told me don't run and, you know, it's important to do all the work. And, um, and sometimes I would like be on the street walking and I would be like, maybe I could run, you know, at the end (laughs) of the sidewalk and see how it feels. And I would do it for, you know, like a hundred feet. And I would be like, oh my God, I understand now. (laughs) I I can't run. Okay. I get it. I remember when we had this conversation. <laughs> I think maybe it was like a session two or three. So just like to um, for everybody to understand what we are talking about here, we are really you know taking the work step by step. So really focusing on you know pelvic floor recovery and abdominal recovery for a long time. And so I think it was session two. Your question was like, okay, so now can I run? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's you know wait be a bit more. Diastasis recti is not healed yet. Blah blah blah. And so, and I remember the session after you came to the session, you were like, okay, you were right. I tried to run (laughs) and it wasn't a good idea, (laughs) but I love that, you know, because of course you can believe me. Of course I have my experience for myself, but you know, you try it for yourself and you're like, oh, okay, she's right. (laughs) You have the right kind of information. And I like when my, you know, my clients are, are being a bit wild and, and trying things on their own and, and realize, oh, okay, she's not lying. So. <laughs> She's telling the truth. I will listen to her. And then I listened to you going forward. I did not run until you give me the green light. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. But so how long, because we worked together for like, I think maybe two months, tops, yeah, something that like that. Right. And you, you healed very quickly. Uh, I mean, I was impressed, but everything makes sense with all the training that you've done uh, pre-pregnancy and during your pregnancy. I always say when you are having these good healthy habits during your pregnancy, it's easier to heal after. And it has been scientifically proven anyways. But so we stopped doing the work because uh, everything was looking fine. The pelvic floor was recovering, you know, as we wanted to. There was no diastasis recti anymore. You had your abdominal strength back. So that that were our goals for, for our work together. So and after that, you went back to running. So how long did it take you to get back to a level? I won't say necessary um, previous level because I know you're not doing competition yet so you're not training the same way but how long did it take you to really get back to a level where you feel comfortable and you see yourself really progressing um it's it's really a journey with different steps because um when I first started when you give me the green light and you know I started running again which was kind of the same time I started you know going back to work so it felt like a lot of things were kind of getting back together with my old life and I was you know finding a different balance that was Mm -hmm. you know the baby added in there but old stuff that were coming back together um it was really difficult because I would I would run half a mile a mile and I would just I couldn't do more which was you know completely um foreign to me because I used to you know I mean I was training for marathons so it's just it was it was very not discouraging, but it was, it was sometimes like surprising to be like, how, how can I not run more than a mile? And I remember during that time when I started running again, my old coach, who is also a friend, 
came to visit and he said, okay, let's go for a run. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, let's go. And, and we did, we did just a mile together and I just, I couldn't do anymore. And, and he was super supportive and, yeah. but it was kind of like, wow, I used to be able to do a lot more um, before. So it, it was, it was very slow. It was a very slow start. And um, one of the things I didn't mention, that I think it's important is I had lost a lot of muscle. I mm. did not realize how much muscle I had lost um, by working out less at, towards the end of pregnancy and not doing anything for a few weeks. It was just, um, I kept being like, oh, I'm losing weight. That's great. Well, I'm losing muscle. That's <laughs> um, so that was really, I could feel it also on my legs. I, you know, I wasn't as strong. I wasn't, uh, it was just, it was just very different. So I, I, I recognized that I had to work a lot more on, on that, on building back that muscle, building back that muscle up. Um, so it, it took a little bit, um, I would say that after maybe six months of, you know, trying to keep a routine, um, keeping my new, you know, with a child and a full-time job, it's hard to run as often as I would like. I would go every day if I could, but that's not possible. So I would, you know, do maybe twice a week. Mm -hmm. With that kind of schedule, within six months, I, I would feel like I was not back to where I was at all, but I was at a decent pace where I could, you know, I could keep up with my friends yeah. for shorter distances that I, you know, shorter distances with them. Um, and then I realized earlier this year, maybe like December such January, like I think I'm back to where I used to be mm-hmm. in terms of my fitness. And um, I haven't trained for longer distances yet. So I don't know if I, you know, I would be at the same level and the marathon level, but on shorter distances, I'm definitely back to where I was pre-pregnancy, but we're talking like, you know, a year postpartum really yeah, or about a year after I started running again. So it, it definitely took, um, a long time. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's a good message to put out there. Uh, especially we had this discussion before, especially with what you can see, you know, the reflection of others on social media, on in the internet or interviews from celebrities or whatever that are back to their body, you know, pre-baby in a few months or weeks. Um, but we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You know, it's not like exactly. normal life, I would say where you have to balance, you know, you work full time, your baby, your, I mean, it, it's not definitely the same. And they have so much more help than we do <laughs> in real life too. <laughs> it's, it's true, but it, it makes it so hard. I mean, I'm, I'm following those professional triathletes and it's funny because there was this triathlete who was pregnant, like her baby is three months older than mine. So I would, I was following her when she was pregnant. And then I followed her when she started running again, which, you know, she was always ahead of me. And I kept being like, wow, she's already doing all this. It's like, how does she do that? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed. Well, she's a professional triathlete. Yeah. So we have that <laughs> but, but you're right. And when it's your job, it's a little easier to just put a lot more time and have more, more support doing it. Yeah. Um, but I also, I'm like, the more I realize is I have a lot of, people around me in the, you know, in the running or the triathlon community, um, a lot of women who have babies and, and a lot of them don't have that um, knowledge that maybe even if you feel okay, maybe you should not, you know, start doing impact workouts right away and, and work on your pelvic floor and, and all those things. And, and I know that, you know, a lot of the, the, the issues can come later in life and it's just, and it's really sad to me that, you know, we don't all have access to that, you know, that kind of support and, and knowing that take a little more time because, you know, a, 
another month in your recovery is not going to impact your future running, you know, career or, or results really. It's just, it's important to take the time and, and yeah. make sure you do it for yourself really. Absolutely. But it will impact your life, you know, later in the future, if you don't do it. And this is, you know, the kind of a message that we need to put out there rather than, oh, okay, you have your six weeks checkup, go and do whatever you were doing before. No, your body has gone through so much over the course of nine months. And you know, this first week's postpartum that it needs a bit of love, <laughs> not, you know, right away, uh, more inflammation and more impact and no, give it a rest, you know, and doesn't mean that you can't do anything. I remember we had that discussion to, I mean, when we were having our session, you're working out. I mean, I drive you through a workout. We're doing the pelvic floor work and the abdominal work, but you know, a few sessions in and you were already able to do lunges and squats. And so you were already, you know, having a kind of workout, which is nice because we crave that movement, especially in that period. Uh So yeah. So, and, and, and giving your experience, uh, so what kind of piece of advice would you have um, to, you know, other moms listening to this episode who maybe are struggling to be more active, to get more movement in their day, you know, since they gave birth? Because we understood that now you're able to manage it all together, that you kind of found the reason, but what really helped you the most to do that? Um, what helped me to go back to where I am today, I think is, um, I think it's really the support system and the people you have around you. Um, I have an amazing partner who knows how important it is for me to be able to go running and and biking and swimming with my friends. Um, so we, each other, you know, we give each other time to make sure we keep having what we, what we love to do on the side. So that's, I think that's really important to have this conversation with the, your partner before mm-hmm. and make sure, you know, like maybe you agree on, you know, once a week or twice a week, you know, you can each do what you need because it's, it's so important to get out of the house and, and no matter how much you love that baby, not see that baby for a little bit. Cause you, you know, you need some time, some time to yourself. So that's, that's definitely the key. Um, yeah. And then I was also very lucky to have a, a full support system. I have a lot of friends who love doing the things I love. Um, and I was able to um, really get them to help in my recovery. So when I was able to go running maybe a few more miles, and I would say, okay, who wants to come, you know, help me run three miles today? And, and, and they would be there for me. And it was really nice to have, to have that support. And, you know, I would put challenges on, you know, how fast can you run with a stroller so we can <laughs> take the baby with? And, and just try to, try to bring the people that are in your life. Because most, I mean, chances are they want to help and they're happy to have you back. And it's just you know, take advantage of it because thanks to that, that system, I can, you know, now I can go running all the time. And if I, you know, if it's my turn, my turn to watch the baby, because my partner is going, you know, doing something he loves, then, then I have, you know, I have friends who can, again, help me push the stroller or watch the baby when I swim a little bit. So it's just, it's important to have, um, to make connections in the things you love to do. So you can keep doing it after you have, you know, this little bundle of joy in your life. Yeah. And asking for help. I mean, exactly. as you said there, I mean, everybody wants to, you know, 
uh, gift you nice things when you uh -huh. have your little baby, but maybe the nicest thing that you can give someone is, you know, your help. Uh -huh. So, and especially it doesn't have to come like, you know, when baby is one day old, but you know, in a few weeks later, when mom is feeling, you know, better and better, and she wants to have some time to take a shower or just, you know, like take a walk outside by, by herself because she needs, you know, some time for herself, uh -huh. you know, just being there to say, Hey, I can help you, you know? And it's, it's very important to voice it and to, uh -huh. to ask for help. And this is exactly what, what you've done. And so with your, with your partner, did you have that conversation during your pregnancy or once Emily was here? Um, we had it before yeah. because we both have, I mean, things we love to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had it before and we kind of were in agreement that we would allow each other those times to be able to do that. Um, but once Emily was born, you know, with the craziness of a newborn, you kind of forget that. And we, we had to, after a few months, kind of like, Hey, you know, we said we would do that, but mm. how about we do it for real? And we kind of allow each other that time. So, um, it's important to keep having that conversation. because even though you agree on it before it, you know, you get lost because there's a lot going on and, and it's, it's sometimes, um, sometimes hard to actually make it happen, but voice it. I mean, I, I love what you say. You need to ask when you need some help. Cause you, I mean, I, I was surprised sometimes when I would ask someone help, like even like, Hey, can you watch your five minutes? I need to use the bathroom and just, you know, like a friend and people love it. Like, you know, they want to help and not everybody offers because they usually don't know how to say it or what to offer. But if you ask, like I'm, I'm, I've lost, um, I, I used to be worried about asking like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to put them out of the way. And now I'm like, Worst case, they'll say no. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, people just love it, and it's it's important to just you know get out of your comfort zone sometimes and and not be afraid to say, hey, help me for you know insert whatever you need. Absolutely, that's exactly the truth. And and you know we have to understand that uh, people around us that you know don't have kids or are not accustomed to being with kids. It's just sometimes they're afraid, you know, mm -hmm. of, of telling you, oh, yeah, I can do that. But they might believe that, you know, you won't say yes because they don't have kids yet. And so it's, you know, that kind of uh, um, position where they would love to help you, but they are afraid to, to tell you because they think they are not... Uh, Uh, they are not the right person to do so. So it's easier if you ask for help yeah. <laughs> rather than waiting, you know, on the others, even though it's always a nice thing when someone offers, you know, his or her help by himself. <laughs> But it is. that doesn't always happen. If you listen to this and you have a friend who just had a baby, <laughs> bring them food and offer babysitting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the best, um, the best advice, definitely. Yeah. All right, Marie, thank you so much for coming to the show, for sharing your story. It was really inspiring. And, you know, hopefully it will help other moms that are listening to that and, you know, struggling to, so. to, to know, okay, how long does it take me to, to get back to my, my body pre-baby and how can I make that happen? So you have a bit of inspiration here with, uh, with Marie and I, I hope it's going to help uh, lots of people. Hopefully <laughs> it will. All right, Marie, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing. <laughs>